When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero and Sean Starr. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, Sean Starr. The Sick Podcast Hockey Edition. We'll be talking Montreal Canadiens and the rest of the National Hockey League. We'll also be giving you our picks. And of course, the Sick Podcast brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. And you can follow us on our Instagram, The Sick Podcast, and our Facebook page, The Sick Podcast. Like it and share it with your friends. How you doing, Sean Starr? Good to see you. A couple of games on the NHL betting board tonight with uh, St. Louis and Arizona. Going to be fascinating to see. I can't believe I just said that. Fascinating and Arizona in the same sentence. I've yeah. been watching. I've been watching Arizona beat up on St. Louis. What feels like a week. Uh, the Bruins and Rangers tonight. I've got a Pebble Beach PGA Tour pick with Patrick Canley to talk about. So yeah, we have uh, exciting fifteen minutes planned for you. All right. At the time of this recording, which is on late Friday afternoon. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have lost three of their last four games. This is a team that was red hot out of the gate. And all of a sudden, they're back down to earth a little bit here. Are you ready to hit the panic button? Yes or no? no. And why? No. no, no panic button. Uh doesn't mean that there isn't anything to be concerned about. I think there are lots of little red flags popping up. I think we saw... Uh, what happened with Ottawa four games ago, the beginning of what was to come. I think it was very predictable. Once you saw what uh, DJ Smith and the Ottawa Senators game plan was going to be against the Canadians. And uh, I think Sheldon Keefe took a play uh, play page out of that book. And uh, we saw that against the Toronto Maple Leafs and Dave Tippett to a lesser extent. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the Toronto game for a second, just to, you yeah. know, because Toronto is so risky. Toronto has the fire punch to throw defense out the window and say, it's okay, Freddie Anderson. You don't have to you know, have a 945 save percentage tonight. We got you. Uh-huh. But Toronto chose not to do that. And to me, Tony, that was a massive red flag. And while I'm not panicking, and I don't think you should panic either yet, but I, I, there's some red flags, and that was one of them, and Claude Julien's lack of in-game adjustments. So no panic, but red flags, Tony. Yeah, no panic for me either. And I'm going to tell you when the panic will set in, all right? The Canadians play Saturday night in Toronto. After that, they're off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and will play Toronto again when they host them the Saturday after that. So you would think that after the Toronto game in Toronto on this Saturday, that Sunday will be a day off. You would think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are going to be practice days. That's like one week of camp more. So now the Canadians came flying out of the gate, other teams adjusted, and now the Canadians have to make some adjustments to their game. And most importantly, Carey Price, among others, needs to find his game. Yeah. If after that one week off, 
the Canadians who play five games in an eight day span lose four or even, you know, lose five or even four at that point, I'm going to hit the panic button for now. Like you, I see red flags. Well, look, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not even worried all that much about Carey Price. I think Carey Price has shown a little bit. There's some soft goals he's allowed, especially blocker side. But when you look inside the numbers, the thing is, he doesn't face a lot of shots. And I think I heard this on your show on TSN 690 this week. One of your analysts talked about, you know, 23 shots, three goals. I mean, it's ugly. It's an, it's ugly. He's not like he's getting pumped five times on 37 shots. So the save percentage there. But when you look inside the numbers, like his save percentage, high dangers, top five in the NHL. So when guys are pressing in close, Carey Price has answered the bell more often than not. And we've seen the numbers, you know, of the who's who in terms of the opposition that those guys really haven't buried the Montreal Canadiens. Like you've seen Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl three times now this season. The Edmonton Oilers beat them last night 3 nothing. their first shutout against an opponent in 73 games. Big whoopee, you know, like Connor McDavid and Drysaddle didn't kill the Montreal Canadiens, just like Austin Matthews and John Tavares didn't kill the Canadiens when Carey Price got beat by the Leafs. I don't, I don't care about that, though. Here, here's what I care about, Sean. He's got the highest contract of any goalie in hockey, a cap hit of $10.5 million. They chose to build around this guy a couple of years ago. He's got 35 to 40 goalies in the National Hockey League who have a better goals against average and a safe percentage than him. The Canadians go out, they acquire a backup goaltender. This goaltender comes in. The camp was the same amount of time for him. There were no preseason games for him neither, but he also has to get acquainted with a new coach, with a new coaching staff, with a new goalie coach, with a new city, with a new teammates, with a new system. Jake Allen's playing great. Carey Price is not. And this is where the red flags come up for me because two bad games, three bad games, four bad games, one week, two weeks, three weeks. We're over five weeks into the season. This is no longer a little slump. This is struggling. And I got to tell you, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because in a cap league, you can't today in 2021 pay 10 and a half to a goalie. You can't. And I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of this situation. Well, I, I don't know. Need, I think you need to get over the contract, honestly. I, I think we just need to get over the fact that Carey Price makes this much money. And, and, I, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. And I understand that if, if for example, if, let's say, uh, Jeff Petrie was making Carey Price's money and Jeff Petrie was having a crap year, Jeff Petrie would get annihilated. He would get annihilated because of how much money he makes. The difference being for me is that Carey Price is the Canadian's Connor McDavid. There was no choice. You had to pay him. Mark Bergevin had to pay Carey Price. He is their superstar. You didn't have he's to pay him that much. Why? He, why? That's his market why? value. That's, that's what he's worth. That's who he, he is. I'll tell you why. Because Connor McDavid in a full National Hockey League season is scheduled to play 82 games. Carey Price in a full National Hockey League season is scheduled yeah, to play yeah. 62 games. And I, I understand that. I understand the difference in the players, Tony. I understand the difference in the players, but it doesn't change the fact that in this market, Carey Price is Connor McDavid. And no matter how you look at it, when Carey Price was putting up historic level numbers and Carey Price was winning individual hardware, he was the toast of the town. You ask anybody in the league, you know, two or three seasons ago, nobody wanted to play Carey Price seven times in a best of seven series. And I know things have changed. I know things yeah. have changed a lot. But it, he's still 
that important to the organization. And then, listen, I want to bring in politics and taxes and everything else, but there's yeah. a reason Kerry got that much money because when you look at Kerry Price's value on the market, it's not the same as it is uh, in any other NHL market. You have I, to pay him in order to get him to that number. Sean, I, listen, I understand all that. Don't get me wrong. I take Kerry Price on my team. I would. I know he's going to play better. I realize that too. He's no, not even I don't. That bad. He's not even playing that bad. He's not, well, yes, but in games where he's not getting the goal support, let's say they go out and they get two goals and they lose. Those are the games where he can't give up more than two goals and he's got to take them to overtime. So they haven't had to rely on him in that respect all that much this season because yeah. they've been giving him the goal support. But when they don't give him the goal support, he hasn't been able to pull it off. And the other night against Toronto, look, I've seen worse goals than Dermott's goal and I've seen worse goals than Hall's goal. Really, I have. But at the end of the day, they come from two defensemen, both of which scored their first goal of the season. Yeah. One of them beat him short side. The other one was a blast. Yes, it's true. But a snipe, yeah, Tony. It was a snipe. Come on. Yes, I understand. But they're guys that have scored their first goal in 70. It wasn't off Ovechkin. It wasn't off Pasternak. It wasn't off of, of Austin Matthews. It was off of Hall, and it was off of Dermott. Two defensemen. Yes. I don't know. Listen, I, I say this. I say this. I, I understand everything that happened in the past. The reality is, when Carey Price signed that contract to today, the league has changed. Do we agree? Yes. The league has changed. It's become a less goalie-reliant league than ever before. Case in point, your backup's playing better than your starter. Um, but forwards, offense take over. So now that the league has changed, here's the deal. If going forward, there's a way that you can try and get away from that contract, I, you have to look at the contracts they have up at the end of the year. Tatar's up at the end of the year. Dano's up at the end of the year. Armia's up at the end of the year. Suzuki, Kakanyemi going forward. Romanov going forward. At a certain point, you have to pay these guys. And right now, you're up against the cap, and you're tied in long-term no. to Jeff Petrie, to Carey Price, to Shea Weber, to Brendan Gallagher, to Josh Anderson. You're going you're gonna to have to cut somewhere. Yeah, but not now. They're not doing anything of that magnitude in the, next, in the next two seasons. It's not happening. Mark Bergevin, Mark Bergevin has moved all his chips to the middle of the table. Tony, he's all in. He's yeah, no, all I realize in. that. Hey, listen, I realize and that. I, and there's and and look, I don't think I don't think it's it's nuts to think about the possibility of uh, life without Carey Price as the Canadians' goaltender while he's still an NHL player. But I just think the moves that Mark Bergevin made this offseason, all signs to me point to. This is the group he is prepared to go to war with. And that's where, you know, I look at this slump and I'm left with, with you know, left with nothing but scratching my head. Let's look at what Claude Julien has done in the last two days. Uh, Paul Byron was out Wednesday. He was back in the lineup Thursday. Corey Perry was on the third line on Saturday, fourth line Wednesday, taxi squad against the Oilers Thursday. Uh, Thomas Tatar and, and Tyler Toffoli, in-game adjustments. They swapped lines against the Oilers in that 3-0 loss. And Jake Allen played in goal. Let's understand what's going on here. The, yeah. the, the, the bad in-game coaching by Claude Julien has dried up this offense because they haven't adjusted because the offense is based on the defenseman moving the puck. How in the world does it ever make sense that Joel Edmondson had eight shot attempts against Edmonton? Six went on target. Did you know that 40% 40 40 of the shot attempts, Tony, this season come, I, from, I, come from the defense? Hold on. What's a going second. on here? So, okay, so why don't we give credit that the Montreal Canadiens have the best production among any team in the National Hockey League for their defense? Listen to me. That's I don't right. buy any of this. I don't buy any. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? 
Julio Julian has been in the National Hockey League for a very long time. He's a very good proven coach. He's a Stanley Cup winner and all that stuff. And, you know, like, like, and I'm not saying that he can't make mistakes. I'm not. But this is so Montreal, right? When they go through a bad period, it's the coach who doesn't know how to adjust. At the beginning of the season, as good as they did, nobody gave him credit for the Canadian scoring. That's the four not and true. Half That's not true. Game. That is Everyone false. Gave that is fake credit news. For you're, you're telling fake news. Okay, so hold on a second. So one week ago, he had the answers, and one week later, he doesn't. No, it's not. Well, listen, I, I don't know who you talked to. You clearly weren't talking to me. You clearly okay. weren't talking to me when I'm the one talking about, oh, Tyler Toffoli's floating out there in the face-off circle, making Nick Suzuki look bad because he's not covering his point, man, because yeah. he's he's gliding and not moving his feet. Yeah. You know, come talk to me. I'll, so tell, you, I'll tell you how it is every time. Okay. So what adjustments has Claude Julien not made? Tell me. I just finished telling you. I just finished at length telling no. you the minute changes he made. Why Why is it then? Why is it that Sheldon Keefe was able to change on the fly with Shea Weber yeah. and Ben Sherrod hemmed into their own end for the better part of two minutes? What because happened they, there? Because what happened? They, were, they were in the offensive zone. They were able right. to hold on to the puck. But yeah. hold on a second here. Hold on a second because here. everything generates out of the back end. They can't break out of their zone because their defensemen are slow. Yes, but uh, correct. The Canadians' defensemen are slow. Correct. You're there. You're right. So, what do you want Claude Julien to do? Their defensemen it, are slow. Correct. Is it, is it is it my decision to make sure that you don't get out coached when you're at home? Is that no? Is no that, but you, but you said I have to explain that. But you said no. I'll explain it to you. You said to me they can't get out of the zone because their defensemen are slow. So, what do you want the coach to do? Again, his why, only option why are you asking me? In the lineup. Why are you asking me? How about changing your breakout patterns? How about changing your personnel? How about asking your forwards to do a little bit more? How about asking your forwards to cycle the puck so your defensemen aren't hemmed into your own end all the time? Here, there's one the answers. I'm yeah, not the coach. I'll, give, I'll give you the answer. Here's the problem, okay? The yeah, years I'm, the I'm, Montreal I'm, Canadians were bad, the years they were bad, they drafted Alex Galchenyuk in a bad draft at three overall. And Jesperi Kotkaniemi at three overall in a draft that wasn't great either. The Toronto Maple Leafs, when they were bad, they drafted Austin Matthews at one. They drafted Mitch Marner at four. The Canadians never had that luxury. And they went out and they signed as a UFA, John Tavares. Toronto's best four players, Sean, in terms of personnel, their best four players are better than the Canadians' best four players. That's the problem. And you know what? If I had to go out today... As much as I hate to say it, I'd buy a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. And you can get it at sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. That's the truth. The Montreal Canadiens don't have a number one centerman. And right now, they maybe don't have a number three or their number two is playing as their number three. This is the problem that they have. Listen, they're, they're, they are a deeper team than the Toronto Maple Leafs. The North Division is all about Toronto, Montreal, and Calgary, and then everybody else. I'm not, as we led this podcast off, this is a no-panic zone. Yeah. The Canadians, I still firmly believe, will make the playoffs. All I'm saying is this team has shown a tendency 14 games into the season, four games, it, certainly consecutively now, they do not adjust well. And that's right. a concern. At least we can agree that the Montreal Canadiens are a playoff team. We'll end it on that. We agree on that. And you and I will talk about the Montreal Canadiens after their game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night. We'll talk about the result at some point early on next week. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the SIP Podcast. Until next time. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. 
Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.